0: what is good america welcome back to another episode here on what's the word entertainment happy holidays to everyone uh got my co-host and partner in crime O'Bed in the building of course i am sherm what's going on meet you man uh happy holidays ahead of time. happy
1: holidays sir happy holidays yeah no thanks it's been a great um a great winter time honestly you know yeah we i thought we were gonna have uh you know winter storm warnings, so packed up all the good goodies that i would love to have when it's gonna be a snow day you know, make some, get some chili ready for the house, grab a bottle of wine, you know, some extra ice cream just in case, <laughs> you know, it doesn't end up working out that it snowed, but at least was, we, the, the fridges are stocked. How about yourself?
0: Okay, yeah, man. You know, um, I'm, I don't know about that snow life. I'm not about that life anymore here in, in, <laughs> uh, in, in Florida. I'm not, I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not built for it tough anymore. So I, I can't do that. You know, uh, I threw away all my snow shovels and, uh, gloves and scarves and hats and things like that. yeah, you know (laughs) like Um, is there
1: anything in the sky other than clouds and sunshine yeah yeah right i'm (laughs) I'm not
0: about that winter life no more son you
1: know what i mean um you know
0: but yeah i'm I'm happy you know things are good uh enjoying you know the holiday season everyone's got their decorations up it's good to see you know wait sherman Um, you don't you don't miss wearing 10 boots in the winter time you're from new york oh true that true no okay you know what's funny it's funny i had that conversation with with a with a boy of mine a couple uh months back i was like you know what I don't even need these Timbs no more, yo. I, I, I'm about right. to get rid of Timbs, you know? Right. you would be really
1: weird for you to be the dude wearing Timbs and it's like 90 degrees out.
0: Yo, People in New York wear tims all day, every day, son. <laughs> Even in, in the summertime, we coming out. People, cats in New York, hood cats in New York, we wearing j- j- tims with shorts. Okay, let's not get. I was twisted. gonna say tims with <laughs> shorts, but
1: still with the high socks. Yeah, yo, yeah, all yeah. day. No yeah. ankle socks. <laughs> all
0: day. You see, you get, it gets wild in the streets in New York. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's definitely a good time. Uh, like I said, we're happy to be the winter Christmas is uh, almost upon us. Uh, yeah, man. But let's get into it. Obed, We're going to have a full docket today of NFL discussion, of course, and I want to start with the NBA. A couple of things uh, recently were happening. Um, well, uh, that's a lighter note, if you will. Uh, the NBA was actually announced recently that they're renaming um, their awards. Uh, I don't know if you three years back, they renamed the finals MVP award. They even renamed the Eastern Conference Champion and Western Conference Championship trophies. Um, they even but they went a little further, renaming the kind of individual awards now uh, for the regular season, including the MVP that will now be known as the Michael Jordan uh, award, which is amazing, which of course I, I think so, uh, as um, as um, being the resident Jordan fan on here. Very president. Um, very, very, <laughs> yeah, all day. Um, they renamed the defensive player of the year, very, very, the King Olajuwon Trophy, rookie of the year, the Will Chamberlain. Uh, the sixth man after John Havlicek, and even the George and Trophy for the most improved player. Um, quick, we wanted to ask what you thought about, about it. Should they kind of pick any other player for any of these other awards? And I was thinking, do you think they should change the logo? Because we know, you know, everyone knows the NBA logo is modeled after Jerry West, the one-time, the one-time Laker great. There's been rumblings, you know, people have been asking to get it a new one possibly after Michael Jordan. Someone I heard someone the other day talking about it, Maybe perhaps after Kobe Bryant, of course, the late, great Kobe Bryant, right? He rests in peace. And I feel like that's more of an emotional thing. Not saying he's not great and worthy of it. Mm-hmm. I just think it's more so from on an emotional thing right now. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't wouldn't mind if they change the logo to MJ, of course. Of course. Um, of course. Quickly, just your thoughts.
1: Um, I think this is a, excuse me, pardon me, this showing there for a second. I think this is a ridiculous waste of time um but basketball has so many more things to be concerned about as opposed to who their trophies are named after in the pro yes these trophies probably should be named after guys who have given so much to the game today taking it into a new era so most people probably have no idea who Jerry West is right he's just a rambling old man taking shots at young players right now versus yeah. you know a very fiery player for the Lakers who i believe won an mvp trophy in a series that he lost you know as a a mm-hmm. uh, series MVP trophy in a league, that, a season that he lost. Anyways, um, they could be concerned about you know creating more defense in the NBA, uh, pushing back the three-point line, um, bringing back hand checking, removing the three-second rule or five-second rule away from defenders in the paint. Mm-hmm. You know, there could be plenty of things we can worry about versus the renaming of these trophies. Um, I but I do understand renaming this and maybe wanting to give a linchpin back to the players who have come around today. But, you know, people are not going to forget Michael Jordan. And wanting to name things after Kobe, I think I agree with you, is a very emotional thing. I would love for us to take some time and think about it and enact that like the next season or the season after, after we've had some discussion, right? Not to do it in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, man, I don't know. If I had to pick one random award, you have to give out like the Meta World Peace Most uh, Fouled Out Player Award. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) or the uh, Rashid Wallace Most, Most Technical Foul Award rasheed <laughs> wallace
1: most cursed out ref award
0: <laughs> yo can we get an award for the biggest trash talker uh and they call it the, K- the kg award or the you KG
1: know award My yo. goodness my goodness <laughs> i can only imagine what that looks like what that award would look like him giving somebody <laughs> the stink guy clearly saying a curse word
0: <laughs> word right and, uh, no, and uh, no,
1: it should be it should be a picture of him uh, excuse me a statue of him and uh Carmella Anthony and then put some Skittles behind the three of the two of them. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. It's just like, I'm, they can create, they can have some creative, some creative ones. Really. I always wonder though, why don't they have an award for offensive player of the year? They have a defensive player of the year. Is that just quote unquote considered the MVP, which I don't think it should be. You I know, don't think
1: it should be either. I mean, but, you know, you know, why
0: not have an offensive player of the year award because they have defensive player? You know, maybe the yeah. guy who averages the most point, points per game, coupled with the ratio of you know rebounds and assists, things like that. You know, why not? Have I think
1: a... that would if you if there's a player who is crushing in those statistics, I would um, consider them the most um, valuable player on player. their team, and because they're the most offensive player. You know what I mean? Like Jordan.
0: Well, well even though is...
1: Jordan made the All Defensive Team, he was like crushing the scoring title and winning. The uh, the hitting game winners every night for them on right. the way to a championship. So clearly, he's the offensive MVP. The MVP.
0: Here's the thing, and I go back to I believe I want to say 2003, around that range, in Major League Baseball, when Miguel Tejada of the Baltimore Orioles won the AL MVP over Alex Rodriguez. I, um I think A Rod was with the Yankees at that time. Forgive me if I'm not. Maybe he was still with Texas. I can't recall. A-Rod was the best player in the league that year but they gave it to to, to to Tejada just because he helped his team win and things like that which and he deservedly I think Baltimore even got deep in the playoffs and things like that so he was the oh, MVP. I remember that. So, so to me it is the most value. if you want to give an MOP most outstanding player yeah that's just the best player that year but if you take Jordan like like people and. Our former guest Dave was saying this all the time. You take Jordan off the Bulls, like they, like when he retired, the Bulls are still. A, well, Bulls were still a playoff team, you know. Yeah, but if you took, let's say, Patrick Ewing back there off the Knicks, Knicks probably even making the playoffs. Who was more valuable to their team? That's why it's the most valuable player award. So right now, who is more valuable? I'm not saying he's better than the one other person, but like I said, if you want to go most outstanding, who was the best player that season? That's one thing. But who brings more value to their team yeah. can be evaluated differently. Not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying that yeah, can be looked at in a in a different tone. That's I would what love to
1: I get that. I understand that because there's a clear distinction on what you mean to that organization versus what you mean to a certain facet, right? Like right. <clears throat> a team that has a great quarterback and no weapons might stay in every game, but a team that has a mediocre quarterback, or excuse me, a great quarterback and great weapons Mm. might be able to pull off the unimaginable right Mm -hmm. like he's surrounded by talent so we can't say that he is you know the best at his position but he seems to be very valuable to bringing out whatever this is right and like because i you know when i think of the knicks without uh without patrick ewing he's providing a lot on both ends of the floor, you know, so I can understand why somebody would say he's the MVP versus a guy who can go out and score all the time. And Jordan, who was in a team built to Bennett to the benefit of him around him, those guys can all score. But the idea is to keep, keep Mike going
0: right right yeah that's why I, th- I just think there's a difference between being the most valuable player and the most outstanding player you know what i mean
1: yeah and but I'm, then it's like that's weird because now you're getting down to like the semantics of the word versus like what the true intent or the original intent was no if to the, say, he's our best if, person this is the if, best if you're guy.
0: saying that the trophy is supposed to be for the best player then that's fine i understand that but there is no really quote designation of the meaning of the, of that trophy you know what i mean it's just who had the best who had the MVP type season, you know, is it just yeah. because if you're going to give it to the best player overall, you know, that can probably go to, you know, just for a handful of guys, you know, like even this now, it can go to like LeBron or Giannis, things like yeah. the, J- Jason yeah. Tatum, you know what I mean? Now, John Morant soon enough. Yeah, you know, yeah. right, exactly. But, you know, again, that's a different discussion. But, uh, you know, it's it's just it's just interesting to it's in- interesting to talk about, though. Um Little news on the Warriors. Um, First, I want to talk about Draymond Green, then even Steph Curry, his latest injury. I don't know if you saw the other night, Draymond Green actually asked the referees in the middle of the game to escort a fan out of the arena because apparently he was saying that the fan um, threatened his life to some degree.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Do you think Draymond was in the right for this? And do you think maybe the fans kind of get away with a little too much sometimes, you know, with the often hate that they spew with some of these players?
1: I mean, what we need is another malice of the palace. I think people forget what can happen when uh <laughs> fans step out of the their lane. Um, and you know, those are coveted seats to be on the floor, to be on the in the fan section. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those are very, very to be courtside is a very, very intimate opportunity to engage with the game while you're there. Some people and,
0: and there's no other game that has that, you know, where you're right, right there.
1: Right. Well, right.
0: on the playing field,
1: you know. Right you know exactly like they try to mimic these things in other sports but i don't think they get as close as it can be where like the guy could fall off the side and be in your lap you know
0: literally I mean? right? literally
1: um and so there has to be some level of respect there that's still a person whether you don't like their team or not um uh was he in the right to have somebody bumped uh popped or uh escorted out absolutely at some point people need to learn how to act i, I don't know if it's because Thanks. people have been living the pandemic life for these number of years and I just forgot how to be civil amongst each other because we've been in our in our own dens. Um, but, you know, there's no excuses for it. if you don't, if you don't have this the spray bottle or the rolled up newspaper, you're not going to learn better behavior sometimes. And until people see that there are consequences for their actions, I completely agree with it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah no one should be threatening another person's life I mean, right that's what he, sa- that's what he said right. that's just if you want to boo oh boo why don't we want because they're the visiting team fine right. that's one right. thing uh because you want to cheer on your own team there's no nothing wrong with that and right. like oh boo Draymond, you're a bad player or whatever like that you know what i mean but if that's, you out that's here a different story, yeah yeah if you're out here the old like can. oh I'm, I'm quote i'm gonna kill you and your family like no nah, no nah, bro like no nah, you gotta go yeah N- no, i'll say this
1: i have a for you with all of the gambling going on and how much money people are flowing into these games? What if the anger and the intensity that people have for certain events and certain games goes to you know fever pitch levels because they're going to lose a parlay for a half a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like what what it, I'm watching NFL, that even Thursday Night Football, and they're posting up the bending lines, the over-unders, the, uh, the pick And it's like, you know, you're getting people super into it. Do you think that we're going to see an escalation here if something doesn't happen?
0: That's a good point, Obed. Um, I, well, I think for, first of all, people just need to learn to control themselves. You know, if you're, if you're gambling like that, well, one, you got to gamble, gamble responsibly for one. If such uh, a thing exists. <laughs> okay. You know, um, but for two, but still it doesn't matter like whether or not you have, Half a million dollars a line, or if you have five dollars on the line, still behave accordingly. You know, right. you have to get. There has to be some level of decorum and respect at right. all at, at all times, no matter what Agreed. what the, what what the scenario is. Um, I
1: completely agree with that.
0: Yeah, you know, you can't just be out of line and and, and, and just shoot from the hip just because you want to, because you got well, money on the she... line. Just go, dude. That's and that's the thing about gambling. You're taking that risk. That's on all you, right. bro. Right. You want you want to make that. You want to take that risk and put that all money right. out there. Who mm-hmm. do with you? No one's Come forcing. you. you. No one's forcing you to do Nobody that. No force
1: your hand. I understand that. You know, some I mean? people you are easily manipulated, No nobody's forcing your hand. And and right. we and we do keep a space for people who are like silently protesting. But are wearing the uh the fire um who's the dude? Joe Dole, is it Dolan?
0: Yeah, From the, the Knicks. The, the Knicks. Yeah, James yeah, Dolan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: so the Fire fire Dolan uh, t shirts that kids were wearing, and they had the kid take right. the t shirt off. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. I think he should be allowed to wear whatever he wants to wear.
0: Yeah, know? it wasn't he's offensive. It, it wasn't, wasn't offensive, right? right? It wasn't like you know? a religious or political statement. Like, no one was offended by it. Right. Right. It wasn't a slur. He just said, I want the guy fired. Like, that's not a bet. Like, that was a little ridiculous to kick him out right. of right. But again, that's James Dolan for you. Because, hey, if he's, two, he's a season two.
1: ticket holder and he has that idea, I don't have an issue with it.
0: Yeah, that, but that's the only one to con- going to control the narrative for it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's right. Almost like Dan, Dan Snyder with with the Washington Commanders. Right. Can, that's a whole other topic, right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. Uh, but also with the Warriors, I don't know if he's, Steph Curry got injured last night and he hurt his shoulder. He's going to be out for a few weeks. They said. I'm wondering if the Warriors can really be relevant without him. Um, this is a Warriors team that's lost, I believe, four out of the last five games. Uh, you know, and Steph is having a great a great season. He's averaging averaging thirty a game, which is seventh in the league, I believe. Mm-hmm. This is only the what third time in his entire career he's averaged at least thirty points per game. Wow. Um, you know, and, and which is you know he's had an uh, an illustrious career, of course. Right. But I'm wondering, you know, I don't, I don't, well, I don't think they can be relevant without him. For one, um, and I think that Clay Thompson just needs to step the hell up. I don't think he has been the Clay Thompson which we've used to have be, been seeing. You know, this is. This is the splash ball, you know, two of the greatest shooters of all time, you know, right, right. and Clay has not been that guy for them this year. Um, so I think they're in a little bit of trouble. I mean, right now they're sitting up in 10th in the Western Conference. Yeah, um, It's going to hurt missing missing Curry for a l- little bit, right?
1: Especially, I mean, you know, I understand that it's always been a team effort with them, but you could always rely on Steph Curry. They don't have that right now. And I have to agree with you. I don't think they're going to be very relevant. Keep that in my back pocket. That it's too early in the season to care. Um, but we're we're slowly inching to the new year. We're about to hit Christmas, which was a big point uh, in the season, a big inflection mm-hmm. point before we get to the um, you know All Star Weekend. So you want to kind of right. start you know getting some momentum right now, and it's going to be hard to do if you don't have you know Curry dropping thirty plus for you uh, you know almost every night, right?
0: Right. Right, um,
1: right. And so yeah, I mean, I can agree that clay and clay has even been vocal about how people have been trashing him you know uh, i think he had a spat with uh with shaquille o'neal because shaq said made some comments or maybe it was charles barkley um but clay is just not these i agree that he just doesn't look like clay right now and and i don't know when that will come around he came mm-hmm. off with of two catastrophic injuries he was there for his team but definitely in the suit in the uh uh NBA finals you know mm. didn't really look like himself was missing shots that he usually makes and you know for 40 million dollars you would hope that he has figured it out by now and can give you a little something more than you know mm. 18 a game it's 18 a game it's almost 19 points a game is not bad it's but, not
0: uh, terrible but from him terrible, you think but... a little bit more maybe 24 to 26 per right. game you know right. that's all right. I'm saying you right. know? which
1: they're going to need if if uh, Curry's going to be out for an extended right. amount of time and, I don't know and, if and you've it. heard back about the MRI yet or
0: yeah, um, like I said, they just said, he's you know, out for a few weeks. Even Andrew Wiggins is still injured, I believe. Um, but, you know, when he comes back, he needs to step Jordan Poole. You know, you got the bag, too, this offseason. You got to mm-hmm. step your game up, too. You know what right. I mean? Right.
1: Um,
0: but – and you mentioned earlier, something earlier, when as I transition over to our next topic here about the NBA needs to kind of worry about, you know, defense and things like that. If you saw the, the, the scores from last night's at NBA action from Wednesday night – It seemed damn near almost every team scored over a hundred points from from Wednesday night. Um, Even while like the average, I think it was like one twelve or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy to me. And do you think that defense is really dying, or if not dead in in the NBA, or is it just, or just a matter of just teams relying on the three ball too much?
1: No, the defense is dead. I mean, you saw the difference. You know, after. They removed hand checking. The MVP of the league was no longer the types of, uh, you know, um, David Robinson and Tim Duncan. It was uh, former head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, Steve Nash, right? A Mm -hmm. slashing, not a slashing, a a point guard who played no defense whatsoever. Any team he was on, he was giving up, you know, 30 a night to the opposing point guard. Uh, and played in those d'antoni systems that is all about run and gun doesn't dump plenty of much defense there either literally um, they, i think d'antoni
0: told them they were they had to shoot the ball within the first 12 seconds of the shot or first 11 seconds of the shot clock that I
1: mean, was that's ridiculous thing. that's yeah. ridiculous um and so you know as you look at what that can spurn for kids who are coming out you know everybody wants to hit threes everybody wants to be offensive minded it doesn't you know, take a rocket science to see how much the nba has become valued through having these massive scoring outputs that happen every single night, people are in love with it. You, then you have guys like uh, Luka Doncic who come out and they're like, "Yeah, it's easy to score in the NBA." Lately, he wasn't lying. He's out here averaging the most triple doubles a uh, player has has ever averaged, like in their first two years or something like that. Like he's on a ridiculous pace right now. Um, yeah. So you know, I uh, I just don't, I think they have a defensive problem. I think they're they're going to have an issue reining this in. That's why I made the comment about you know maybe removing five seconds or three seconds in the paint for defense and giving them a chance to actually protect the basket, push the three point line out and make three pointers hard to hit. If your, your average center is now taking threes and lighting it up, maybe it's time to push it back and make it a little harder to shoot on. Um, you know, I think bring back hand checking, maybe start talking about guys who are traveling and carrying all the time, mm. you know, because you're watching these plays and people are like, well, what's the gather step? You mean the gather step people, are, you, you, you get, you Two steps. That was it. That's the beauty of the hero right, step. It's right. two steps. And now it's like, no, you have the gather and this. And like guys uh-huh. are just switching positions, putting their hand underneath the ball. When I was growing up, you put your hand under the ball, that's a carry. You're not supposed to put right. your hand under the ball. Right. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so I don't know when this stuff all changed, but they care about money and dollars and where you get that points. That's why the NFL is like this now, too, where they score a ton of points, but we don't learn anything about these teams because you blew somebody out that just gave up and pulled their starters. The I, the audacity the the stuff happening in college where people are pulling their starters is now happening in the pros. It's insane to me.
0: One hundred percent, Obed. It's a it's a completely different game. But I I think you're right. Yeah, like you said, you got centers pulling up from three now. You know what I mean? It's just a yeah. completely different thing. I think a lot of teams do rely on the three ball, but if you can t- consistently do it on a successful basis, and if sure, that's one thing. Like you said, if they're fearless flash brothers, yeah, right. Like I said two of the greatest right. shooters of all time. Then right. yeah, sure, do it. But don't have guys like Joel Embiid putting up threes. You know, I think right. I think I saw Wilt Chamberlain, who is the great, who is the all-time leading scorer in NBA history, who may get Pat be passed by LeBron. He had a one three-pointer in his entire career. Right. I mean, I, I, I said Wilt Chamberlain. Excuse me. I, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Me. Yeah. So Abdul-Jabbar. I'm sorry, I misquoted. Uh, yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He had one three his entire career, and he's the he, he's the all-time scorer. Didn't he? Right. You know what I mean? so what does that tell you the game has drastically drastically changed for sure
1: you're looking at a game it's the the uh pistons versus the hornets right and the pistons scored 141 points they're 8 and 22 4 and (laughs) 13 on the road yeah like what
0: yeah it's it's Right, yeah, they're they're a bad team. You give up, you get. lady like scored 141 points. No, I mean the Hornets
1: are no better. The they're seven and twenty-two and four and ten at home. Like they're yeah. just bad at home. But like the fact that two of those teams could combine and it's not a low-scoring event. Whenever two bad teams combine in the NFL, it's low-scoring.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right,
1: there's, a lot of times there's there's no real offensive output. It's a sloppy game. Right here, bad teams are throwing almost hitting 150 points in one game. That's insane.
0: I mean, that's, granted- why, that's
1: why I don't watch. It's unwatchable.
0: It's unwatchable, <laughs> dog. For real. Yeah, it's not the same. It really, it's really not. The, I love '90s basketball was amazing with the rivalries between the Knicks and the Heat, the Knicks and the Bulls. You know, well, guys you know, were switching West.
1: teams, and and organizations knew how to draft and knew how to put together a roster. You that mm-hmm. roster might not win, but you never know until you try. Yeah. You know, you didn't know that the, the Pistons, the Bad Boys, could be could come back. Yeah. You know, who yeah. thought Sacramento Kings would be a challenger in the West, right? But you know, and now. I don't know what it is, man. I can't I can't watch it. It's nonsense. I can't watch it anymore.
0: <laughs> oh man, let's keep it going, Obes, Get into our NFL discussion. First matchup we want to look at was the matchup from last Thursday night the Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Rams, where Baker Mayfield made his debut for the Rams and came up with the victory on a, a last-minute 98-yard drive to win the game, throwing the game-winning touchdown to Van Jefferson. Um, the That's Rams easy. won that 17-16. to Wow. Um, I, I mean, I'm going to – I have – I think I, we've talked about this numerous times that Josh McDaniels is not meant to be head coach. This is unacceptable that you lose to a quarterback who's been with the team for all of five minutes. Definitely sure. Didn't have time to study, study a playbook. They probably were just calling. They were probably calling plays from high school. It's like, yo, or uh, I'm playing in the backyard. It's like, yo shotgun, you go, you want to out, you want to, you want to post go.
1: It's It's time. Annexation of Puerto Rico. Let's go
0: all day. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I mean, this was just, I think, an embarrassing game for the Raiders to lose. Uh, Derek Carr, I think, had, what, 11 yards passing the second half. It was just ri- utterly ridiculous.
1: I'll I'll be dead-ass honest with you. Pardon my French. The reason that they played this out so poorly is that this guy, McDaniels, thought he could come out here and win an easy game and not have to overwork Josh Jacobs, who ran for, like, 300 yards and three touchdowns the week before. Yeah excuse me, a few days prior, you know, Devontae Adams went for over a hundred yards. He thought he could come out here. He could hit, give Mac Holland some work. You know, he could move the ball around to a bunch of other people, rest his team and leave with a W. Mm-hmm. Now what happened is he severely limited himself and didn't go for the killing blow, right. Accepting field goals when you need to be out here trying to score touchdowns. Um, because if they just score one touchdown after the first quarter, there it's a w they don't have an issue they allowed uh the Rams to stay or stick around and you know i said this off air the the shanahan system is very comfortable or very uh kind to suspect quarterbacks right all these guys that we don't agree on if they're good or not but seem to play very well in the system uh you know the uh what was his name Oh, what was his name? Matt Ryan, who we think is suspect playing the Shanahan system played very well over the years, even was the MVP caliber guy when the uh, NFL MVP he was. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo recently of late, right? Uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan talks about his time when he was with the uh, the Houston Texans and they're like, you know, just random assortment of quarterbacks that they have there, you know, make, getting, some, getting some Ws out of the most random places. Um, so am I shocked that uh Baker Mayfield came out and played well absolutely he's ass but with no tape on him he could come out and surprise you again this is the same guy that went he debuted I don't even know if it was a Monday night game I think it was a he debuted on a Thursday night game he came in uh replacing uh ah did he replace Tyrod Tyrod Taylor
0: In in Cleveland? In Cleveland. Yes, yes. And then he came in, and I'm
1: pretty sure he scored a touchdown or two then and won the game.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I might have to go back and look it up. I know he scored at least one touchdown. That
0: was his his rookie year, though. So, of course. it was
1: his rookie year, but the first time we saw him without having any tape on what he might be capable of is what he comes out and does. He'll catch you sleeping. Mm -hmm. He'll catch you sleeping and make some throws, right? But once you force him to make the mistakes he normally makes, I think he'll come back down to earth.
0: But this Raiders team, man, I mean, like I said, I think – out of let me see, I think it was what five drives in the second half they went three and out on on four of them.
1: You know how did they, how did they, do they blow this up, Sherman? You know should they move on from the QB? That's the what I'm wondering. I mean, what are they doing? I don't.
0: I think they're more likely just to just move on from Josh from head coach Josh McDaniels. But is it possible they move on from both Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels? Man, I think I will say no just because. With Devontae Adams coming in there, who knows if he asks for another trade out of there. Mm-hmm. But I think he's going to want to stick up for his boy, D.C., in car, you know, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, they go back to college together. So, but I think McDaniels has done, and I've, I, I've said this so many times, that McDaniel shouldn't be a head coach. He just doesn't know what he's doing. Um, but it just, it's just a, such a disappointing year for the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm sorry to say it, it is, you know, you're five and eight right now. And you're barely getting, like I said, Carr. He was 11 of 20 for 137 yards. This is a this is a Los Angeles Rams team who's has half the team injured, right?
1: Yeah, he threw he threw a bad pick too, a bad pick in the red zone. I don't know who he thought he was going to hit. I don't think Jacobs knew the ball was coming, or it just wasn't low enough. But regardless, you know, I wonder because yes, you've given all this money to Montee Adams. I don't know how much say he's going to have if a guy like. uh Aaron Rodgers is on the trade, you know, on the trade market. They want to bring him in. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want to bring in a new head coach. I think, I don't think he should lose his job, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Pittsburgh Steelers were dumb enough to let Tomlin go. No. Well, hey, no.
0: Well, okay. Well, see,
1: again, we, we blame him about not correcting the offensive line. That's the biggest issue. This guy didn't bring offensive linemen. You gave us George Pickens, which is great, but you already have the, Deontay Johnson. You already have Chase Claypool. You know, you have guys. You always find wide receivers. Put that into the offensive line, get defensive line. You guys don't own the line of scrimmage anymore like Steelers usually do. And that's a decision you make that hurts you over the next three years now with this right. circus of quarterbacks.
0: Right. Well, let me ask you this quickly on the Rams before we move on.
1: Do you think Baker
0: Mayfield will be the starter in Los Angeles next season? Because Matthew Stafford has been getting beat up and he's pretty much out for the year. Uh, now, granted, I think he's still the contract, if I'm not mistaken, but he just the injuries are just piling up and piling up on, on Matthew Stafford over his entire right. career. That's really mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um I know he can't be successful. He had a lot of good years in Detroit, you know, throwing the ball yep. very effectively, you know, right. a lot of yards, having a big player receiver in May, Megatron. But
1: right.
0: I'm not sure if, if he sticks around, you know, can can Baker really be, be the starter for the Rams next season?
1: I don't know if Baker can be the starter for the Rams next season, especially the types of injuries, even with all the injuries. He's, he's had some back injuries in his time. But now this is that, you know, and I don't know if this is a a compounding. Because it's becoming generative, but you go from having a back issue to now having what seems like a nerve issue. And I don't want to think that your spinal cord is being impacted by the fact that your back is so messed up. You know what I mean? So it, this is this could be a career decision maneuver for him to be like, do I need to be taking hits anymore? Or do I need to go home? With right, because I mean, he's got a concussion um,
0: now, right, if I'm not mistaken? Well, they
1: call it a concussion, but he got a stinger from a hit and he like lost feeling in his leg. Oof. You know, so that seems like maybe there's a disconnect. So I'm in the sciatica, but I'm not one to speak on stuff like that. That's Um,
0: a 0.0.
1: But, you know, again, it can really hamper your body if you need to be able to get power from your core to be able to make throws. Um, Baker Mayfield in L.A., not a chance. I don't know what the numbers are in his contract, but we know that the Baker train doesn't last long if it lasts well at all. And if the Baker train is going to be good, Kevin Stefanski has shown us that you can build around him, but Mm -hmm. everybody needs to be a thousand yard rusher in the backfield uh, he needs two wide receivers that can burn we might have to have three four tight ends on the roster and they're mostly going to be made of first rounders so i know they're really talented mm-hmm. right i'm at to invest in a ton of picks in the defense and baker on a rookie court, a rookie contract could be successful to pay him for his efforts i don't know we'll see what it looks like but i i doubt it yeah.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Uh, moving on. Detroit had a good victory, he, being at home against the Minnesota Vikings. They were the favorite going into that game, even though they were a sub five hundred team going against a a, a a Vikings squad with only two losses on the year. They kind of dominated it and came out with that victory, thirty four to twenty three. Um, I gotta ask, did we? Do we uh, do we think that, do the Lions are just underrated? They're just kind of having some tough games, you know, and their their schedule isn't really reflective of how talented or, or they they are or can be.
1: No, I think they're on a very easy back half of schedule and caught a Minnesota team that has no corner, uh, you know, so semblance of a secondary that for corners on the perimeter. Um, they got a, they got abused the week before, uh, only to come back and get abused by DJ Chark. Uh, six for 94 and a touchdown he had one catch that was 48 yards ridiculous man he got six catches on seven targets just ridiculous Um, yeah yeah you know and not to say that the same isn't it is just the detroit lions are Definitely a especially at home, especially at home on that fast track. They've got fast shifty receivers. They've got guys that can move. You know, they put 134 yards on the ground and 330 yards in the air. Jared Goff had a career day, 27, 39, 330 yards and three touchdowns with no interceptions. Like mm-hmm. I mean, we know Goff is good. He's been good out in California, but everything around there was structured for him. Um You know, at the end of the day, it's just the defense is bad. Vikings have had – What we talked about the Vikings last year. If they had just scored or not allowed a touchdown in, like, the last two minutes of the game, they'd have been, like, a a one-loss team going into week eight or nine or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. To be clear, the Vikings have talent across there, but they don't have coaching, you know (laughs) – the the coach just went on uh uh pat mcafee's show and said that he had no idea they were about to throw to a penny sewell because he was watching the the wave you know like in, in the stadium yeah right and he never <laughs> that's not the kind of our uh uh in-game analysis you're going to hear from the likes of uh even the the coach right uh, mm-hmm. i don't think kyle kingsbury's ever saying that one and we know he's terrible so um <laughs> but did did we over the vikings like, I'm wondering if we did, but here's
0: the thing: Kirk Cousins didn't have a bad game at all. man. he went 31 right. to 41 for 425 yards and two scores. So right. he played out. He played his butt off. You know, right. Jeff, Justin Jefferson went had 11 catches for 223 yards alone. You know what I mean? And could have been
1: bigger. They said he stepped out of bounds when he did not step out of bounds. He could have had like a 70 yard touchdown.
0: You know what I mean? It was the run game that didn't do anything. Dalvin Cook 15 carries only 23 yards, even though he had a score. But still, I mean. I don't really fault Kirk Cousins. You know, people want to always want to throw shade on on Kirk, but mm-hmm. it's not on him. You know, you give up 34 points to the, to the Lions. Like that's on that's on the defense. You said it you said it right there, Oban.
1: Yeah. It's I on mean, the I...
0: defense for sure. Now, do we yeah. overevaluate the Vikings? I don't know. I mean, they're still 10 and 3 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the only other losses that they had before this was to the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, two of the better teams right in the in the nfc so right. we're, they're not bad at losses you know right can they kind of do they have a, a as you mentioned a fortunate schedule the remaining part of the year yeah they play the colts next followed by the giants packers and the bears so i can see them winning three out of those four games if not even all four possibly you know
1: right right i completely agree with that you know and yeah again, you know? we're trying to do very very astute analysis here where when I mean, you talk about is this are we overrating these team versus you know who what this other team looks like there's three units at any time operating on behalf of the team on the field and then the coaches, right? So what do they look like on offense, defense, special teams and coaching, right? Mm -hmm. So right now, the Minnesota Vikings are pretty solid on, I would say three out of the four. And it's been like that for the last couple of years where Mm -hmm. the issue is the defense and, you know, to Kirk credits credit, he is making plays. They are going out there and winning games. You know, he's throwing up prayers to, uh,
0: justin jefferson. To justin
1: jefferson multiple times the uh game i mean they have no chance in the bills game if uh he doesn't make a, that i um, the insane catch on fourth mm-hmm. and 18 one-handed right but that's all right. trust um so yeah you know i mean i don't know did we over evaluate the vikings defense maybe did mm-hmm. we over evaluate the vikings i don't believe so
0: right okay fair, fair enough fair enough oh man yeah i mean. I think they're still a good squad. They're obviously gonna make the playoffs to win the division. The division is terrible, as we know. Um, they'll easily win that. But can they make some noise in the playoffs? Uh, you know, we'll see what happens. See they'll
1: be on the road, we'll see who it is. Yep. Uh, um,
0: the other game, another game wanna talk about San Francisco and Tampa Bay. Your boy TB12 got dominated by the 49ers. Uh obed. Uh Niners won that game 35 to 7. Uh, it just wasn't even close. Yeah, Brock Brock Purdy looking pretty good you know uh... he need
1: he need to chill out he needs to chill out he should have never ran for that touchdown he need to chill out and play his position cuz he <laughs> went for that touchdown and he, uh-huh. apparently he took a hit mm. he's got some sore ribs or a sore week right now yeah. it's like my g we don't need you making you know and i th- and there was a picture after the game of the head coach uh Kyle Shanahan talking to him and maybe that was the same thing echoed to him like I have lost three quarterbacks man. I didn't put you out there to run around like yo, a madman and make word, plays right? and yell at the at the crowd. I need you to be on the low that you're really good and in the system because mm-hmm. I don't need them head hunting for you. You took a big hit, came back, made a play. Great. Yeah. But chill out. This is a you're driving a Ferrari. Keep it in third gear and just mm. keep on moving. We're going to win a bunch of
0: games. Yeah. Don't drive this Ferrari into a tree and ruin everything basically. Right. right. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: For sure. I know. I get it. oh, Yo, bet, you're right. Yeah. Because boss Trey Lance, very beginning of the year, lose Jimmy G, you're on know, your last seat or last leg here, pretty much with Brock Purdy. Right. This is still a, a, a solid San Francisco team who has the number one defense in the NFL.
1: This is a Super Bowl team. This and, is a Super Bowl team. Do you think Purdy can lead the Niners to a Super Bowl? I then see we need to st- change the question. Can the Niners put Purdy into the driver's seat and go to the Super Bowl with him? Mm. Do you you love to, uh, to quote your guy Dan Orlovsky? You know, Mister, we can win with them, we can without them. Well, I don't think that they can win because of Purdy. I think mm. they can win with Purdy. Mm-hmm. right is mm-hmm. not he made some plays he need to chill out and play and stay in his lane because all you need to do is dump the ball up to christian caffrey dump the ball off to uh you know they may give him some easy throws setting him up with george kittle dump the ball off to kittle will make it very convenient for you to get the ball out of these guys made a play to brandon IU That's had some wiggle right you went against a very good defense here you went against a very good uh defensive minded head coach and todd bowles you won good job but you know this is not Purdy's not leading anything. Purdy is is on is a part of the process, Mm -hmm. and if he does the right things, he might find himself in a big game.
0: Now they did lose Debo Samuel. That's one of the. That's obviously going to be a tough loss. Um, I think he's going to be out for a few weeks, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yes, uh, I think it might be longer than that because it's a high ankle sprain. They said he should be back in three weeks. I would say he'll be back. In five weeks, I think it's his MCL as, as well. Really, okay, and an yeah. ankle
0: sprain. Yeah, so <laughs> no. that's not that's not too good. I mean, no. what's the not what's what the, what's, what's the loss of it? What's the impact of his loss for the for this Niners team? Because obviously, a lot of the offense went through Debo. It's kind of that utility player. So don't really like I don't know why they're kind of they're running him up the middle. That's why you have running backs for like Christian McCaffrey had a heck of a game, 119 yards on her ground and a score. Right. It's like you have your actual running backs. Why are you using a guy like Debo? Now I get it, he's an all-purpose kind of guy, you, that you can, but right. don't, don't run him into the ground, you know?
1: yeah so if you watched i was watching that game because i wanted to see how they played no i was trying to catch it on tom brady that's a goat. you gotta watch him um,
0: <laughs> yeah but really.
1: i was uh i was very dismayed that he made a poor decision on the run he had kittle as a lead blocker for him and should have took it to the outside and probably could have broke it to the corner and went upfield mm-hmm. he chose to go in the middle was that the, oh. how the play was de- designed though the play was designed for him to have options. It's a zone blocking scheme, so yeah, you can hit the hole, but if you see spaces, you're supposed to right, go and cut find, outside. Right, right. You're supposed to know that there are going to be cut lanes for you, and that we have areas. It was wide open space over there. You just had to fall. And if anything, well, if I got George Kittle blocking for me, hell yeah, I'm gonna run behind George. Kittle, right? <laughs> right. He chose to go into the middle, uh, and it didn't end up working out for him. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't. I wouldn't welcome the contact, especially against a team that's like this. Um, you know, especially if you have speed on your hand. So that this getting injured here is on Debo Samuel and his decision making during the play. One, two, um, his loss, his loss is going to be felt, but they've shown that they've got guys like Juwan Jennings, Danny Gray, you know, um, ray Ray mcleod that they can lean on Mm. especially if you're going to be blowing teams out with a very potent run game right jordan mason special teamer they get yards out 5.1 average and a long of 18 uh 11 carries for 56 yards right they have other guys that they can go to um in the run game and like we said brandon is starting to come around (laughs) you know he's he's done he's been a fantastic uh Wait, listen, from the from the doghouse to the mansion, you know, night and day compared to the way he was treated by uh Kyle Shanahan last year, that I think um they are not without. They have gas, they have juice, they have everything they need. Those guys can step in and play. Uh, and they are gonna scheme some great if there's one thing Kyle Shanahan can do when he showed us what he did for uh RG3 in Washington, is that he could scheme for a rookie. That's not a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's gonna be okay.
0: What do you think about? The Buccaneers, Obed, I wanted to ask you, any thoughts on how they can be better? I know they have tremendous issues on the offensive line. Everyone's injured. We've talked about that before. Um, Leonard Fournette doesn't look like a shell of himself at all, to be quite honest with you. Um, I think Rashad White is kind of leading the load there in the the run game. And the cohesion between Tom Brady and Mike Evans is very... It's lacking, if you know, for a better word. And they did hook up on that one early touchdown pass, but got called back due to penalty. Um, but I, I don't really know, other than you know, just really fixing the offensive line, is is that really just going to do it right there? To me, honestly, you talked about we talked about the Minnesota Vikings before in four phases of the game, offense, even special teams and coaching. To me, the Buccaneers, it's coaching because you pretty much have the same damn team that you had last year under, um, what's the uh, Bucks other coach Uh, Bruce Arians excuse now now you're on the Todd Bowles and you're just not performing the way you should again I get the injuries but you should be a little somewhat better if you will being the fact that you have Tom Brady on your squad right
1: you know I disagree man I just you can't lose that much interior protection for a Tom Brady team and feel like things are going to be okay. I've been there. I was a Patriots fan when they lost interior uh, protection for Tom Brady, when the guy likes of Logan Mankins would get injured or he his left tackle and Matt light, uh, you know, Matt light made a bad, a bad read on a play and Tom Brady got injured for the season with his torn ACL. It was a dirty hit, but you know, he doesn't let his guy get back there. It doesn't happen. Um, You know, that being said guys in his face, you know, Tom not really putting the ball where he wanted to, he's a little shook. I think he I don't know if he's been very focused with everything going on in the news and stuff, but to be clear, Tom Brady's not playing well. Uh coaching, you can say it's there, it's not. They're now a more defensive-minded outfit. And I think they worked better offensively dynamically yeah. when they had everybody there. Yeah. Two really offensive minds. And then the defense was allowed to handle their own. And Now the defense has to do everything. They're starting to lose bodies. I think Vita V might be out. I think Tristan Wirfs is going to be out. Tristan Wirfs is like mm-hmm. one of the he last is. remaining quality wide uh, uh, off offensive the line lineman, that they have yeah. there. That um, I'm concerned, man. I'm concerned. I don't really think they could turn this around. They'll probably go to the playoffs, but I could see them leaving the first weekend.
0: Yeah, they, they'll probably win the division in the NFC South. But yeah, the, I don't. I don't think they kind of kind of had to win a game there, even with the great Tom Brady there but it's unfortunate. Um, the last matchup I want to talk about, actually, your aforementioned New England Patriots, Obed, and the Arizona Cardinals. Pats won that game 27-13. Probably the big picture of that game, for, mostly for Arizona, was Kyler Murray going down, I think, in the first like 90 seconds of the game.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and, and a non-contact injury and tearing his ACL. So he's done for the year, which is quite unfortunate. Um, I think, and I know you talk about Cliff Kingsbury quite often, uh, I was going to ask initially, you know, does he kind of survive this season? You know, disappointing year, but being that now Kyler is hurt, done, I think he kind of gets a pass, if you will, and comes back, comes back
1: next next season. No, no. I mean, I think this is probably a good time to clear house, you know, and then see if you can bring in somebody who's going to because the last thing you want is your healthy Kyler who you just paid coming back to something that he knows isn't working for him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't want to get him injured because you don't have the talent around him where you're not scheming it up well enough that he can make plays with his arm versus having to make plays with his legs. Uh, Yes. That is something that he's known for, but these guys who used to run all the time, like Russell Wilson, you see what happens when they start leaving the pocket later on in life, they're getting injured, taking hits, getting slowed down, you know, this running style of quarterback, is like starting to really hamper the league. Uh, and this is, uh, you know, a side conversation have later, uh, people are starting to see that these quarterbacks who run more and more dominant to run Mm -hmm. only can satisfy having one big alpha receiver eat on their team. The bills have Stefan Diggs. Nobody else is doing Jack squat. The, uh, now the giant not the giants the eagles a little different in that because that their second wide receiver is a uh heisman trophy winner so he Mm -hmm. has to eat because he can eat he'll always be open uh but most of these guys only have that's why Traylon burks works in uh tennessee because there's only usually only space for one guy there Mm -hmm. um that aside conversation here i think you know I don't know what this wide receiver core is going to look like next year. They're not going to have uh, Robbie Anderson out there. I'm sure they're going to try to get Greg Dortch some more snaps, Rondell Moore some more snaps. Rondell, you have to make a decision whether you're going to pay him next year or you know give him his uh, his goodbyes. Start getting ready to give him his goodbyes.
0: You think DeAndre Hopkins sticks around?
1: I don't know what his contract situation is. Doesn't he have one more year? Do, Do you he... resign him? Do you resign DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean... He, I'm
0: sure I. I talent wise you'd want to of course I mean you resign
1: Zach Ertz I think you're gonna go with Trey McBride there and Zach Ertz coming off of ACL as a 30 year old player 29 year old player you know um mm. I just I just see there's opportunity for turnover there you have great running game in James Conner you can give him 80 percent, but I think James Conner might not have I think he's got another two years in him right so you want to get a solid five years out of Kyler Murray you want to make the most out of those five years that you just paid for for Kyler Murray. So I think the best thing in your interest is to get rid of Chris Kingberry and bring in something that will actually work, have it start to be implemented. So when your quarterback comes back, all he has to do is slide into whatever they, they feel like is working. But will the Cardinals select what is working? I don't know.
0: Uh, and I believe Hopkins is actually under contract potentially for the, through the 2024 season. Okay. Like so next
1: year, is soft. so he's got a he's co- so he's got a there. yeah so yeah. he's got a
0: couple more years. I mean, obviously, I mean, unless he ask ask out for a trade or something like that, it's gonna <sighs> that's a different story. Yeah. You no, know? but uh, do they blow the whole thing up? Ugh, you know, and even right. AJ Brown. Uh, you know, I mean, AJ Brown. Excuse me, uh, AJ Green. Excuse me. He's on, pretty much on his last leg. I, I, he hasn't done anything in the past two seasons with with Arizona, which is kind of disappointing. I thought he would at least yeah. make some noise in his first year, last year. But man, he kind mm-hmm. of fell. he fell off the cliff hard leaving Cincinnati. I was, you know,
1: he, man, he's man. at the a, a very, I think, tail end of his career, and I don't think I don't think the passion's there, quite honestly. Because bless you, I don't think the passion's there, quite honestly. I just think mm-hmm. that he wanted to get out and get a fresh start, but there isn't much there ain't much eaten for him over there with that fresh start.
0: Yeah. Um, what's the take on the other side of the ball for uh, your, your New England Patriots Obey? What's their kind of outlook? What's their kind of identity? You know, I, I thought, you know, the the running back, uh, Ramondre J. Stevenson kind of be that new leading rusher. But in this game, he, we had three carries for eight yards. He got injured. Where,
1: he got injured. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what what is the outlook for the New England Patriots moving forward, do you think?
1: Um, I don't know how I feel about this New England team because defensively they're playing great. Shout out to Matt Gidon. Shout out to Sam Uche. You know, these guys are, uh, uh are just, excuse me, Josh Uche, uh, AFC's defensive player of the week. They're playing, you know, really good lights out football to keep their team in it. Now the defense plays well against poor quarterbacking and has been giving up, you know, monster games to the likes of uh kirk cousins and josh allen obviously um but when they get a chance to go across somebody they didn't you know they took both games from the jets right they they uh could potentially split with miami but we'll see about that i don't doubt that, that that's there and you know they couldn't hack it with the with the ravens um i gotta say uh you know can't mac jones does not look good i think this is the difference between the guy that we know can play with a talented offensive coordinator versus a guy we know who can play with a terrible non-real offensive coordinator mm-hmm. um but you know with Ramondre Stevenson going down yes they have Pierre Strong who they've drafted this past year Kevin Harris as well a guy who's got some juice the wide receiver core is a mixed bag of just like misfit toys you know what I mean like Devontae Parker's great but I think he's <laughs> injured Kedrick Bourne a kind of do-it-all guy uh you know Jacob Myers who's always solid but he's been struggling with knee injury and I think he had a concussion recently um you know, they are, they are, and they need to figure out what they're doing at, at tight end. You can't keep, you got to give some guys some time to get, uh, in to get fluid, get into the, the, into the mode over there. Um, and they're not really allowing that. You paid a bunch of money to, uh, uh, can't even remember his name, Johnny Smith. And Johnny Smith is not doing mm, anything right. with the Patriots right now. They're getting a lot more work out of, uh, uh, Hunter Hunter Henry. Henry. Yeah. It's just disappointing, man. It's just disappointing. They're very lost. I mean, this is a team and people are saying that Tom Brady wants to come back to the Patriots. If nothing else, I'm sure he'll sell a whole bunch of jerseys, but um, <laughs> it's just, it's just disappointing. It's just disappointing. You know, I'm almost at the point now where like you sit Mac Jones, just let Bailey Zappi finish out the season. Yeah. We're playing for a playoff game, but this isn't a playoff team, not playing that way. They would just need better coaching on the offensive side because last year they put up points last mm-hmm. year. They played well offensively. They weren't world beaters, but they at least look competent out there. And and as we know, when you're dealing with Matt Patricia, competency is not coming. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know especially especially on the offense side of the ball because he digitally just doesn't know what he's doing for sure yeah. um let's get into our week 15 picks Obed um did did decently enough last week in week 14 I went eight and five he went nine and four uh week 15 kicks off tonight San Francisco at Seattle uh, I'm gonna go with the Niners even with Brock Purdy you know Seattle's you know I think I talked about it last week Geno Smith has been playing very well this season this is kind of a probably even probably possibly when you know most imp- I don't know if it's like Info- comeback player of the year award, just you know, mm. something like that. You know, I mean, he wasn't out, he didn't really play much, but he's having a stellar year. But I'm gonna go with the Niners tonight, even though the game is in Seattle.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners as well, even though the game is in Seattle. And Kevin Walker, Kenneth Walker the third is going to play. Um, I just feel like they have all of this talent and they can play with anybody in this division. So I'm going to go with San Francisco. Indianapolis at Minnesota. This is a
0: Saturday game. A couple of games on Saturday this week. I'm um, going to go Minnesota over the Colts. They should easily uh, beat the Colts in this one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Minnesota as well. Again, even though we know that Minnesota's corners are bad and they can be exposed, I don't see the the uh, Indianapolis Colts pulling off the W. Uh
0: Baltimore at Cleveland. Gotta go, Baltimore. Uh, even though Lamar Jackson is not healthy, I wouldn't be surprised here if Deshaun Watson kind of keeps Cleveland in it. Cause it, obviously the Ravens team is not the same without, without uh, Lamar there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I'll still, I'll still go with Baltimore.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say that it's going to be a Baltimore's game. Uh, Huntley getting concussed early. That didn't help. He took a vicious shot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he's cleared the concussion protocol, but I know that he's going to be out there. Um, he's been practicing in full. Like he's going to be out there. So if he's out there, I like uh-huh. Baltimore to figure out a way to win.
0: And I think J.K. Dobbins has been uh, reactivated, if not from injury. Yes,
1: he was activated. I think he went for 120 yards. Uh, I don't think – I don't know if he got a touchdown. I think he actually might have gotten a touchdown. He had a good return. He had a good return coming back from a cleanup procedure to get rid of some scar tissue from his Mm -hmm. uh, ACL, uh, Mm. MCL, PCL injury that he suffered uh, last season. Yeah, no, I – um it's hard for me not to pick them. I think they have yeah. a the better team, but for sure. you know, Hey, uh, just, this is because Sean Watson has been playing poorly, but they say they might want to open it up for him to throw long and maybe this mm. will help him out, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I'm going, I'm going Baltimore.
0: And the Saturday night matchup, Miami at Buffalo. Got to go with the bills. Of course, uh, all the way. Date night, Saturday night, date, date. night.
1: Yeah. <laughs> let's, 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 I'm going to go with Buffalo. Let's go Buffalo. Um, yeah. I, I think the Miami thing- did. Did Miami get exposed last week?
0: Hmm. You know, they. I, I I don't know, man. I mean, I still think Miami is a solid team. Do not get me wrong. You know, obviously losing yeah. to the Chargers was kind of unexpected. I think I thought Miami would win that game for sure. Um, but it, a. Oh man, it's tough because yeah. two has been playing so solid. I think. Um, I like their head coach in Miami. Yeah. Tyreek, Jalen Waddell, they have got some—they've got some offensive weapons. Maybe did be over overvalued the Miami Dolphins early on because of the little streak they had going? I don't know. I think Miami that wasn't even, me.
1: I told you that they were fugazi last week. So you,
0: no, you did, you did. And now can Buffalo get this revenge because they Buffalo lost to Miami in Miami earlier in the year? Right. Yeah. Now Miami has to travel uh, up Ooh, to up to are talking about seven cold, feet of snow up to the frigid <laughs> cold in Buffalo. Oh yeah, for sure, it's gonna be a bad one for Miami. I think.
1: Yeah
0: um these matchups philadelphia at chicago eagles obviously the bears even have already been eliminated from the playoff contention right
1: there's no way that we weren't picking the uh the eagles in this one but there might still be some fantasy points out there to be had with uh justin fields coming back we'll see how that shoulder looks atlanta at new orleans uh,
0: i believe atlanta is going to go over to the rookie marcus mariota if i'm not mistaken has been bench benched um they're going to go with the rookie ritter in the for the falcons so, Desmond
1: ritter, yep, drafted yep. Him last year i mean the big story here is Marcus Mariota being benched by his, uh, his same coach that benched him when he was in Tennessee. Uh, you know, what, what bad blood there. Oh. I think he's, t- he stepped away from the team. I don't think he'll be back with the team.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. it's um, so yeah. With that being said, I'm going to go with the
1: saints. Yeah. I got to agree with you on that one. I think I'm going to go with the, um, the, uh, the saints for this game as well, just because, I don't know if Atlanta's going to be in disarray, but they're going to let Denver's best and ready to play. You're taking, you're giving me a rookie quarterback in his first start against a New Orleans defense in New Orleans. Yeah. Taking New Orleans.
0: And on a side note, Mariota
1: has actually been placed on IR. He's having a
0: procedure on his knee, so he's done. Oh, Okay, so so, so he's done. So yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens there. Detroit at New York Jets. Um, I'm going to go with the Lions here, man. The Lions have been playing nice. Mike White is banged up for D- for uh, New York. He got rocked in the game against Buffalo. Ribs and his abdominal area. He just got yeah. punished in that Buffalo game. So I'm going to go with the Lions, Obed.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's outside. He's They're going to get the sauce treatment. And even though New York is there, Mike White's there, dude. They really love themselves some Mike White. They're going yeah. out for him. Um, do you, do and, you think
0: Zach Wilson is done?
1: Oh, I mean, if there's a chance that Mike White doesn't play, I think Zach Wilson's going to be the backup. I don't think they're going to yeah, go he, flat. He, have yeah, he, there, has, but, he has um, been designated
0: as the backup for this game. I'm just saying tra- overall, do you think Zach Wilson is done with the New York Jets?
1: He should be. They should find a trade partner and get rid of him and then maybe go get one of these new quarterbacks coming in. You know, they oh. won't have the record for it. I don't know their first draft pick, but you could ride Mike White out for another year. Mm. The way he's played the last few games, you could give him a year and see what happens. The, at least yeah. the team has rallied around and he's brought brought back life to Elijah Moore a guy I told you mm-hmm. that uh Zach Wilson has created bad blood with because you don't throw to him And right, clearly right, this right. guy caught a touchdown last game you know he might have 100 yards coming up this game he's a very good player there's no reason he wasn't included in some of the things you, you guys are they're trying to make Braxton Berrios a thing stop trying to make Braxton Berrios happen mm. yeah. so who do you got Lions or
0: Jets oh I'm going Jets Jets. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah.
1: And the Detroit's got a great team, but that's on the fast track at home. Like away. Okay. The home away splits for Jared Goff are wild. Okay. Uh
0: Pittsburgh at Carolina. I'm going to go gonna, gonna go Carolina in this one. It's it's rumblings that Pickett might not be able to go. They might turn to Mason Rudolph. Uh with that being said, even though Carolina is kind of a in disarray, I'm still gonna go with the Panthers.
1: Yeah, if uh if if the quarterback isn't Pickett, you think you'll go you think you'll switch over to Carolina? I'll go Carolina.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, Dallas at Jacksonville. I think we're both gonna go Cowboys on this easy. one. Yeah,
1: nothing to talk about there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Kansas City at Houston, another Why, easy one. Chief, Chiefs, Chiefs yeah. all the way, right? For both of us there. Yeah. Arizona at Denver, being that Arizona just lost their starting quarterback and Kyler Murphy we just talked about, even though mm-hmm. and even though Denver's offense is terrible, I'm standing I mean, in there. They've already been eliminated from the playoffs. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Broncos. I'm gonna go with the Broncos here.
1: I'm gonna say Arizona's offense is better than Denver's offense. I'm gonna say that Arizona's uh, coaching crazy to say is better than denver's coaching well um, i
0: i will i will agree with that yes right
1: um and just based on those i'd rather have arizona with a colt mccoy who understands the offense better i'll watch colt mccoy play against the patriots mm. he could you could you could win you could beat the Broncos. i think they could beat the Broncos, but okay yeah.
0: um new england at las vegas i'm gonna go new england las vegas Easy. is just
1: so bad you, you know and bill wants this game bill knows what they're going to do josh
0: mcdaniel's josh
1: mcdaniel's bill wants this game you know it's going to be some bad blood um but i would be concerned because since the patriots did not look good offensively what's it going to look like on the road Mm -hmm. uh but thankfully las vegas's defense at least everybody outside of like carl nasib is terrible
0: yep 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 Yep. um tennessee at los angeles chargers um you know tennessee coming up with this uh you know Kind of, or excuse me, the Los Angeles coming without you know victory last week, uh, you know over Miami, this one's at home. I, I'm, I think I'm gonna, go, I think I'm gonna go Los Angeles, a little bit. I think I'm gonna go Los Angeles here.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I don't really see picking Tennessee. Tennessee shouldn't have lost to uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it seems like those NFC, those AFC South games, you know, anything could happen. Um, and, you know, credit hats off to Trevor Lawrence, finally looking like he's a guy who couldn't actually stand in this league. And Emin Ingram's, you know, has won for 162 yards and two touchdowns. Just ridiculousness. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go Los Angeles in this one. I mean, I think they lost yeah, great the Ecklers at a Gem
0: Austin hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: Probably one of the best what uh, quarter me, running backs in the NFL today. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't get a lot of credit for what he does.
0: Yep. Uh, Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. Got to go with the Bengals. We talked about Tampa Bay and yeah. like somebody, somebody uh, holes that they have in that uh, right. especially offensive line. So gonna go with Bengals.
1: Yeah, I gotta no Bengals there. Um, the
0: Sunday night matchup: the New York Football Giants at the Washington Commanders. I'm gonna go in New York. Uh, Washington's a mess right now with all the. Reports and allegations, you know, but Dan Steyer and everything like that, the organization's just a complete mess. Uh, but um am hoping that, you know, Saquon is healthy and Daniel Jones actually can put up some sort of action here.
1: Uh, I'll go Giants. So I'll say this I'll say the commanders have not looked terrible. I mm-hmm. think if there's anything that's going to have them in disarray, it's that they've uh, activated Carson Wentz. So it's kind of tough having him on the sidelines waiting to see if uh, Heineke makes a mistake. But Heineke's playing well. They play, played to a draw last time, um, you know. We'll see how healthy Saquon is, but I just think I like Washington, especially at home. They played really well on the road against them. I, I like Washington at home.
0: Okay, and finally, the Monday night game: the Los Angeles Rams at Gre- the Green Bay Packers. Ah, uh, I'm going to go Green Bay basically because it's in it's in Lambeau Field. Um, mm. obviously with Baker just being only a second game in with the Rams, um, even though the Packers haven't looked great this year you know, Aaron Rodgers is still trying to get used to his receiver. Christian Watson was looking like an up and coming solid wide receiver for them. So uh, yeah, I'll go with the Packers.
1: Go on the Packers as well. I mean, it's it's in Lambeau against a team from California, like, and it's Baker Mayfield. So let's, let's stop. (laughs) Jair Alexander got a pick six with his name on it coming. I'm sure.
0: (laughs) All right. We'll see how it happens. But uh, that is going to do it for us this week here on what's the word entertainment folks. Uh, Obed any last words before the people, before we head out of here.
1: Uh, no, nah, man. I mean, I'm going to say, listen, congratulations to everybody who's made it this far. we got another year coming up. Crazy, to think we're in December right now, but that's how mm-hmm. quickly time flies. Spend this time with your loved ones. Make sure you uh, make some memories with them. Try to get away, get out of the screens. Get into some get into some life.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're only 10 days until Christmas is upon us. Get all your shopping in done, whether you're online, whatever it is, you know, get everything done. Get everything early because, you know, the stores are going to run out of stuff real, real quick, especially the food, you know, yeah, you know, you have to be excited for that. All the, all the cooking oh up, my everything's. or we want going to make a baked ham this year, son. Making some love mac it, cheese, love mac it. Yeah, buddy. It's going to be a good one. Uh Folks, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at the WWENT. For my co-host, Obed, I'm Sherm. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.